Star Wars 7x7 episode 819. Today I'm wrapping up my series of looks at the extended interviews with the Rogue One cast from Good Morning America, including a bit about Alan Tudyk and his improvisation on set, as well as some very interesting quotes from Gareth Edwards and Kathleen Kennedy. Punch it, Chewie. Hi, this is Alvin Johnson with the 501st Legion, and you're listening to Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast. Hey Rebel Rouser, welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod, and the Rogue One cast was asked who was the Joker on set, and everybody had the same answer. It was Alan Tudyk who plays the motion capture droid K2SO. Now, there was a little bit more that got revealed as part of the answering of this question, so here's Felicity Jones responding to the query. I think the Joker would probably be Alan Tudyk, who plays K2. (laughs) who um, constantly goes off script and improvises and has us in absolute stitches when we're not really supposed to be laughing, but you're trying to hold (laughs) it in and you're sort of shaking with laughter because he's always coming out with these one-liners that just just are completely hilarious. Okay, so personally, I think this is a very good thing. I'd love to hear your thoughts about it, too, so please do share them in the comments at the blog post for this show's episode at sw7x7.com. I like the idea of somebody improvising and rolling off script with it, and especially if they're getting that kind of result. So hopefully some of this stuff makes it into the movie. I'd be very curious to see, once the movie comes out, some sort of interview to find out what was really improvised and what was part of the script. We already know from Alan Tudyk that the character of K2SO is unflinchingly and uncomfortably honest. And so, so far, really, we don't have much more to go on with that other than that line about the captain says you're a friend, I will not kill you. And then there was that little bit of a shot at Celebration Europe where they showed Felicity Jones handing her backpack to K2SO and K2SO, you know, waiting for them to walk away, then looking down at it and then just letting the backpack fall out of his hands. You know, a very undroid, like, I'm not carrying this thing. <laughs> so... I guess we're going to have to see how that unfolds. I'm very curious to see some, maybe sometime after the fact, after the movie comes out, some sort of breakdown of what was improvised as far as his funny lines and what was actually scripted. So I guess we'll wait to see for that. And now we're going to jump over to Kathleen Kennedy and Gareth Edwards. And the first question is a really important one, more about the marketing of Rogue One than anything else than the actual movie itself. It's answering the question of whether it is difficult to explain to the Star Wars fan what the deal is with Rogue One and where it fits into everything. So here is their answer. No, I don't think we have that challenge because I think that by its very nature being a standalone movie means that it has new characters, new places, it's a completely standalone story that isn't dependent necessarily on the characters that come before. What we're doing, however, is we're, we're definitely looking at where these stories may fall on the timeline. So for anyone who knows the mytholo- mythology of Star Wars, they're definitely going to f- have a sense of where these stories fit in. I find that what's interesting is that the core fans don't seem to have any problem with this at all. The minute you mention any little kernel of what feels and looks like Star Wars, they they pretty much know where they are. So um, that's an area we're not having an issue. So 
I find that a very interesting answer, and it's probably the answer that Kathleen Kennedy has to give on this subject, but on the ground, I'm not sure that the answer is really the same. I talk to a lot of Star Wars fans, both you know core fans, as Kathy describes them, and also casual fans, as the interviewer asked the question about, and it seems like the casual fans, by and large, don't necessarily understand where this fits in with everything. I won't go so far as to say every single conversation I've had with a casual Star Wars fan, but I will go so far as to say the absolute and utter lion's share majority, 99% probably, of casual Star Wars fans to whom I've spoken and talked about Rogue One with, I've been asked about for understanding, or I have explained, you know, with just volunteering the information, the understanding that the movie is not Star Wars Episode Eight that it actually takes place right before the original Star Wars movie on the timeline. And pretty much every single time I have this conversation with a casual Star Wars fan, this is the reaction I get. Oh, okay. Right? Like, it dawns, the realization dawns on those folks. And so, yeah, I agree with her. The core fan definitely has no problem getting it, but I think the casual fan does not necessarily get it yet. And that's the thing, it's not marketed as Rogue One, a Star Wars standalone story, it's just marketed as Rogue One, a Star Wars story. So, yeah, it doesn't quite convey the standalone aspect of it just by itself. So yeah, I think there's still a little work that needs to be done in that regard for the casual Star Wars fan. And I think they still have a sense of that, because at the investors meeting that I was mentioning to you last week and talking about Bob Iger's comments about uh, episode 8 and episode 9 and the new movie that is now in development for 2020 and all that. One of the other things that he talked about during that session was that Rogue One was an experiment, that's his word, an experiment, and he actually tried to temper expectations about Rogue One and its performance. He basically, I'm paraphrasing here, but the gist of it was is that don't expect to see Rogue One do the same crazy box office as The Force Awakens did. And I think he's probably right about that. I think core fans will definitely shore it up, and I think it'll definitely do a billion, but I don't know if it'll do two billion. It depends on how good the movie is, of course. But yeah, I think they'll definitely cross the billion mark without too much trouble. Yeah, and isn't it funny to think that, oh, it's not going to be as successful as The Force Awakens, and not be as successful still means that it'll probably be a billion-dollar box office. Like, that's not as successful. Good grief. All right, let's jump on to another portion of the interview with Gareth Edwards and Kathleen Kennedy. And this one is a bit revealing because the interviewer brought up the quote from Kathleen Kennedy in the past that Jin Erso is sort of akin to a Joan of Arc style character and then asked the question, does that mean that she or other characters will not survive Rogue One? And here is Kathleen Kennedy's answer to that. I would say this, that at least the characters in what is a truly an action-adventure story are going to run into some fairly complex obstacles. So they will confront, they will confront things that may result um, in a little bit of sadness, but a lot of hope. Okay, I don't know about you, but that sure sounds to me like at least one of our faithful Rogue One cast of heroes is going up to the big Death Star in the sky. And you know, this plays in a bit to something that happened at Star Wars Celebration Europe. Now, on the off chance that you have not watched the Rogue One panel, whether in person or in the live stream, then don't worry, this is a non-spoiler podcast, so I'm not going to say what was said. I will just dance around it, if you will. But Zhang Wen, who plays Baze Malbus, slipped up, or at least it seems like he slipped up and said something that referred to a character dying, but... 
you know, you could try to give him the benefit of the doubt because he is not a native English speaker. And so maybe he just said something that, you know, didn't come across right. But I don't know that I would necessarily go that far. I think he actually slipped up and revealed the death of a character. And so Kathleen Kennedy then saying in this interview that there will be a bit of sadness suggests to me that maybe Zhang Wen was actually dead on and speaking in correct English when he said what he said at the Celebration Europe Rogue One panel. But you, you know what? Now that I'm giving it a second thought, Kathleen Kennedy's next quote also ties into a leak or a rumor that's been kicking around the internet for a while. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to keep the rest of the podcast non-spoiler, and then we'll have the break in the trivia question. And then after the trivia question, I will clarify the Zhang Wen thing, and I will also tie in Kathleen Kennedy's comment to the leak slash rumor that's been kicking around the internet at that point. So you'll be able to listen to the whole podcast, and then if you want to stick around for the spoiler stuff, you can do that too. So here is the quote from Gareth and Kathleen. They were asked specifically if there are other characters from the Star Wars universe that are returning for Rogue One. We already know about Darth Vader and Mon Mothma, of course, but who else might be appearing? And this is their answer. Um, well, there are ob- the internet, the thing is, when you make a film like this, the first thing it teaches you, don't believe anything you read online. And the internet is full of ideas and things that might be in our film or not. And they've been right with a few of them. But all I can say is probably is that in, Industrial Light and Magic will be doing a fair amount of magic. Yeah. Well, there you go. Another non-answer answer that really seems to be an answer that we will see other familiar Star Wars characters in Rogue One. And I will talk to you about how that might be achieved after the break and after the trivia question. And we are done with looking at the interview segments from this extended series of Good Morning America talks with the Rogue One cast. Hope you've enjoyed this deeper analysis, and I look forward to talking to you again about the rest of it after the break in trivia. Stay tuned. Hey, Rebel Rouser. You're listening to this podcast. Maybe you'd like to listen to a Star Wars story, too. Luckily, we've got just the thing for you. We've partnered with Audible to give you a free download and a free 30-day trial of their awesome service. All you got to do is go to audibletrial.com SW7X7 to sign up and get your free download. They've got dozens of Star Wars titles. Anything you want to do to explore that galaxy far, far away. One more time for you, audibletrial.com SW7X7. All right, I'm back with your trivia question. This is a rebellion, isn't it? I rebel. Last time I asked you how many turbo lasers on the finalizer Finn destroyed using the TIE Fighter's laser cannons, and that's two. Today's question, how many missiles from the ventral cannons did Finn destroy? And this is now your last warning. If you want to jump away and not hear spoilers, then now's the time to do it. So thank you so much for listening, and if you are staying with us, then here we go. So... Just as a refresher for those who saw it, and for anybody who didn't see it, then here is the deal. Zhang Wen said that Donnie Yen's character, Chirrut Imwe, dies in the course of the movie, and that actually has an effect on Baze's character. So it seems to happen early enough in the movie where we get enough of Baze going through the movie dealing with that loss. 
but we don't necessarily know where, when, or how that might happen. We know just from, you know, the little we know about Rogue One officially so far that he is on Jeddah and he's on Scarif. And if the Rogue One stop animation shorts are to be believed, or if they're to be extended to some knowledge of the plot and course of the movie itself, then he's on Edu as well. But, you know, take that with a grain of salt. So we're going to have to wait and see how that's all going to shake out. Anyway, the other thing about Kathleen Kennedy talking about ILM making magic. So here is where I think this might be going. There's been a rumor kicking around for a while that Peter Cushing's character, Grand Moff Tarkin, would appear in this movie. And it wouldn't necessarily be the you know, Grand Moff Tarkin that appeared in Revenge of the Sith. It wouldn't be the same guy playing him, just you know, made up to look more like he would at the time of A New Hope. That it would actually be a digital rendition of Peter Cushing. And it would be done with you know, reference footage from the previous movies that he's been in and all that stuff. The same kind of thing that we saw with Ant-Man when young Michael Douglas was in the very beginning of that movie. And the recent Captain America Civil War movie where they had a young Robert Downey Jr. in the movie. There's a company called Lola VFX that actually did those particular projects, but they didn't say anything about them being involved in this one. They just said ILM is going to be doing it. And it wouldn't surprise me to think that ILM would want to learn how to do this in the first place. A, because, of course, you'd want to keep up with the competition. And B, because even though it does look like Disney has had a decent working relationship with Lola VFX and they've worked on a number of their movies, it would probably make more sense for Disney to have this in-house. And so there you go, have it be done by Industrial Light and Magic. And in case you were like me and had a moment of, wait a second, did ILM also get bought by Disney as part of the Lucasfilm sale? The answer is yes, it did, along with Skywalker Sound and a couple other subsidiaries too. And that's going to do it for the spoilery part of our podcast and thus the podcast in general. Thanks so much for tuning into it and hopefully you'll be able to check out the Rogue One Force Friday coverage that we're doing. So subscribe to the podcast if you don't do it to make sure it's always in your feed, ready to be listened to when you're ready to listen to it. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you challenge the Jedi Council, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And we'd be spectacularly grateful if you put a little something in the tip jar at patreon.com SW7x7. It's not a test, it's Destiny Unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2016 Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.